from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. is collective. Joe down in Boca. Bill, we knew cousin Billy was good at recruiting, but closing them, not so much. Says, I believe with the facilities that Florida has, as well as its prime location for players, any decent coach can have a top 20 rating. We're striving to be elite, though, Bill, and he ain't it. Well, they will have 24 to prove he's correct as far as a vision for the future, Billy Napier. Now, they did keep Lagway. They did keep the defensive lineman from Daytona Beach. Two of the top five-ranked players in America. That's big. That's big. Those are dudes. So it wasn't all lost. I mean, some good dudes stuck around and stayed with it inside. But, yeah, overall they dropped, uh, what was it, 16? Something like that. 24 will be the come-to-Jesus meeting. Now, look, he's not going to have to win big. That schedule and that roster transformation is stacked against him. But he does need to present a case on the field that does provide a distinct hope for the future and that he's the right guy to facilitate that. That's what needs to happen. You can't put a number on it per se because you're not sure stylistically the way it's going to work out, but you have to present a team that looks, even with some tough times and that schedule, That, with more time, good things, really good things could happen. That's what you need next year. I'm a skeptic. I am, if you're asking, Bill, you're going to have to hedge one way or the other. You're not going to sit there on middle ground. I'm a skeptic that he's the right leader for the future. 
and it's not based on players jumping ship, recruits, etc. That's not the point. There's a much bigger lens, wide swath, than just what happened on Wednesday, Bill. How you go all the way to 16? This this one's good. Topwater assassin. Speaking of 15 years ago, did you see the fullback position vanishing? Yeah, it'd been vanishing before then. It'd been vanishing well before then, unless you're a wishbone team. Mark Rick would always have a six foot, 258 pound former walk on fullback that they would insert. I always liked that. Remember, he used to always do that. But but that guy wasn't going to be a prominent fixture all downs in that offense. What you do now, first of all, you don't recruit just a guy who's a fullback because that's that's now wasted scholarship. You recruit a guy who is a hybrid who can do some fullback things, but that's not his main job responsibility. Now, this is a terrible example, Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers is not a good example because that's a rare dude. But Brock Bowers can play tight end. He can play traditional tight end. He can play wide receiver. He can play running back. Literally, you can use him, maybe not an I-formation running back, but you get him the ball on sweeps, reverses and stuff. Tight ends don't do that. He does. That's a rare guy. It's more along the lines of you get a guy who's a tight end. So then you've got natural thumper size to be a thumper. Maybe you get some receiving skills out of them too. That would be nice. Again, not not like number 19, but, but some receiving skills. But he can also do some fullback things and rare formational needs. I'll tell you who was kind of like that. It's a Georgia kid, played at Notre Dame. Who was, I'm just going to throw it out there and see if you've got the name. I, I've got the name. Who was the kid that played about six, seven, eight years ago at Notre Dame from Georgia who was an absolute beast in the blocking game? And not only that, but down the field. I mean, he would freaking get you in the crosshairs and blow you the bleep up. From Norcross, Georgia. How many of you are going to come up with this name? Tommy Trimble. Remember him? Now, did he did he do anything in the NFL? Is he still around? I don't I don't know. I don't keep up. When when they go on to the NFL, that's when I'm I'm on to the next group of college and high school guys. But he he fit that category. He was an absolute beast that you could use. If you needed to as a lead blocker or on some kind of play that was a sweep or or a play that was directed right behind him and let's say the left guard, uh, the left tackle, you you could do that and have a guy that would eliminate the linebacker. This guy was more than a willing blocker. He was a hunt and seek and destroy stuff blocker. He was about 6'4", 230. Another guy that was used as a hybrid, and this is at Tennessee, a kid that played right over here in the 615, Princeton fan. He turned out to be a pretty good player at Tennessee. Finished up what, in 22? 
They used him at tight end, but they used him at fullback too. Matter of fact, in short yardage plays, he would line up and they would some, you know, here or there, give him the ball when it was third and minuscule or fourth and short. And it worked all the time. And they used him some in the passing game as a regular tight end. That's another one that was a Swiss Army knife type. That you could you could use in various ways. That's that's what you do. You, you're not going to go out and take a scholarship, a whole scholarship, and say, "Okay, I just got me a fullback." You just wasted a scholarship. As much as I hate saying that, because I respect a guy who's a pure fullback whose job is just simply to blow stuff up. That's his job to go blow stuff up. You get up every day knowing your job responsibility is run through 10 feet of brick wall. There's your job. Come back and do it tomorrow, too. That guy's gone. You better have a lot of other skills. You can't can't do that anymore. I loved the Dr. Tom teams that had a fullback like Corey Schlesinger or Tom Rathman. those, Those guys don't exist now. I love watching those guys do their job. That job has been eliminated. And it's probably not ever coming back. Yeah, that job. That job is probably never coming back. And that's sad. Royal Pink. Bama uses Robbie. How do you I always mispronounce that kid's name? Outs, oots, like the. Uh, Halfback, fullback. He has helped the O-line and pass pro a lot. You always screw his name up. I I just, that position, that skill set, the ability to do all those things. How many tight ends do you know are equally very, very successful catching and blocking? That's that's an assumption that is not that shouldn't be an assumption. You you got a rare dude if you've got both. And Brock Bowers had it, all that stuff. There's not one of those elements he can't and won't do willingly. Brock Bowers you even see him when he is he catches the ball and let's say he stopped. But the play is not over. He's moving the pile. How many guys are that physical on top of all those other features we talk about? That's that's a rare dude now. That's a rare dude. That's that's beyond. That's not a needle. In a haystack, that's just the eye of the needle in the haystack. Good luck finding that, right? That's not a full needle. Topwater Assassin said, yeah, Christian Wilkins. Now, you're talking about big linemen here. And Dexter Lawrence were fun to watch when they gave them the ball on goal line situations. Walter Nolan, who he hadn't done anything yet, has he? Did I, did I blink and miss something? 
who's the number one ranked player in the portal. High school senior year in Powell, Tennessee, which is Knoxville. They would give him the ball in uh, bread zone or whatever you want to call it, territory. He was 6'4", 320, whatever they listed him. It was funny. You got, in some cases, what, a 210-pound kid <laughs> with his hand in the dirt on the other side? And then you have this guy coming at you. Ben down there in uh, Georgia said, Bill, that he's in Perry, Georgia, Tommy Trimble is playing for the Panthers. See, that's I didn't know that. Appreciate the update. He learned that hitting from his dad. Greg Trimble, yep, played at Georgia. DB at Georgia, hardest hitter I ever saw in high school. Yeah, I remember Greg. Yeah, Tommy was really good at Notre Dame. Now, he wasn't a real sexy pass receiver. He did some of that, but he was a ferocious look you up, get you in the crosshairs, and then blow you up. That's not a guy that's readily available. A lot of people say they're tough guys out there like like him, very few back it up like he did. Very willing. They see serving when we come back. TheBigSpur.com. Good morning, wrapping up the paperwork on this earlier crash where a car flipped on Ashland City Highway right over Briley Parkway. Traffic's still moving out here right now, down through Millersville, still a little bit sluggish there on 65 southbound through that stretch of Sumner County. There's still some volume coming up out of Antioch on 24 westbound as you continue up towards Briley Parkway. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken is catering during this holiday season. Check out that awesome menu today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. 
tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Ping G430 drivers, which combine the ultimate combination of distance and forgiveness. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series Laser Range Finders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in-store or online at WorldWideGolf.com. It's the 68 Ventures Bowl on Gridiron Radio, and we're in Mobile for a battle between the South Alabama Jaguars and the Eastern Michigan Eagles. The Jags are ranked in the top 50 on both sides of the ball. The Eagles are a defensive-focused squad that can fly downfield for the score. The 68 Ventures Bowl, South Alabama and Eastern Michigan, this Saturday on the Gridiron Radio Network. Pre-game coverage begins at 5.30, exclusively on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. He doesn't know everything about college football. Mm, yeah, he does. It's the Bill King Show. The quick note, Florida State has called a Board of Trust meeting for Friday to discuss the future. Here's what I want to hear from somebody in that meeting. Tell me how you get out of that contract, which is... Apparently, two miles thick of concrete. That that contract legally. Every geeky lawyer, boilerplate dude has read that thing and says, how do you get out? Those guys can't figure it out either. So just let me know how you're going to do it, and I'll ride with you. I'll help you. I'll, I'll, I'll send a truck down there and help you pack. But let me know how you're going to get out of there. What's the escape plan? J.C. Sherbert with us. J.C., I know we're here to talk Carolina and some other stuff, but what, what's the escape plan? How are you going to get out of there if you're Clemson in Florida State? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it appears to be uh, airtight uh, from a legal sense, but, uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, I think you, you kind of can weigh, I guess – you know, you got to get accountants involved too, and, and weigh the revenue uh, versus the risk. Um, and then I think you got to litigate the heck out of it and hope they settle. You know, right. <laughs> I, you know. Other than that, yeah, without being a lawyer, I think I probably miss my calling some days. Uh, I, without looking at every kind of detail, and you know, with a fine tooth comb and seeing if there's some loophole, you know, I, I think they're just gonna have to litigate it and let the chips fall where they may and then make sure that financially they're in a good enough position to where they can, you know, sustain uh, revenue losses and uh, things that they have to pay back to their former home. South Carolina, what's the overall return? What's the feeling here? How did they do? Uh, both game offense feel pretty good. I mean, it, it's been a weird cycle, Bill, because for the first time in 20 years since I've been doing this, signing day felt very anticlimactic. It felt like nobody was really talking about the high school element of it. Um, I know in some markets like Florida, it was a very exciting day. 
and, and there were some flips and some drama. But heading into it, man, all the discussion, uh, both you know, in my market and outside, it's a portal, portal, portal. It's like a black hole. Um, and uh, so it was, uh, you know, Carolina signed 16 guys. Eight of those are playing in postseason all-star games. That's a record. They signed an out-of-state five-star for the second year in a row. That's never happened before last year. Uh, in the modern recruiting era, they've never signed two composite five-star players, and they did this cycle. Um, they scored the top six players in Georgia or top 50 guys from that state. Uh, by all measure, it's one of the – it's a small class, but it's one of the best classes quality-wise South Carolina's ever signed. Um, and, you know, people were happy, but – you know, it, it just goes right back to who you're going to get from the portal. Who you going to get from the portal? Portal, portal, portal. So uh, it's been kind of strange in that regard. But, um, you know, Shane Beamer company did a really good job getting out in front of these guys for this class. They had a lot of early commits. And they all stuck with the Gamecocks except one. And, unfortunately, that young man's father died. And he's from Maryland and thought it was in his best interest to stay at home and be close to his mom, which I don't think anybody on earth could blame him for that. So, you know, that was the only one they lost down the stretch, and uh, they feel pretty good about uh, the other 16 guys. What's going on, if anything, now in the portal with a quarterback? We know they flirted with A.J. Swan. Uh, A.J. Swan actually committed twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and uh, apparently, I guess, one of his parents, I guess his mom, wanted him at LSU. And I, don't, I don't know what connections he had. They're from Woodstock, Georgia. So I, don't, I don't know what connection they had to LSU. But if you think about it, A.J. probably, if you look at him as a quarterback, and I think he's a talented guy, he's probably closer to Garrett Nussmeyer than he is to Lenore Sellers. And so you probably look at that and go, I could maybe beat this guy out or I could be closer to going. Sellers is such a – a different kind of cat, you know, you have to think maybe playing time uh, if, if you're going to go in there and compete, you know, it's probably better to compete against someone that's similar to you than competing against somebody that's totally different. So um, I, I, I get it, and uh, that would have been the ideal guy. Uh, so now they're kind of in the same boat as Auburn. Uh, Auburn didn't want didn't to – Hugh Freeze didn't want to come off of Peyton Thorne, so they're going to have to go find some depth and – South Carolina's going to have to find some depth. And Dowell Loggins, who's coached in the NFL for 20 years, and, you know, those NFL guys, they'll find quarterbacks everywhere. So uh, his ability to go out and cast a wide net and evaluate and find some depth is going to be put to the test at the college level. Was there any kind of flirtation with K.J. Jefferson? No. It was uh, – now – I'll back up because I don't want it to sound like I'm refuting what Brad Crawford at 24-7 had reported. There was interest on KJ then. Right. But the quite frankly, Bill, and I and I hate I hate even – it makes me sick to say this to my stomach because I love KJ Jefferson. I think the guy's one of the toughest cats around, absolute warrior on the field, plays his heart out. I love everything about him. But skill set-wise, he, he's not going to beat out Lenora Sellers. So – and then there's the NIL number. So do you, do you meet that number for what's probably going to be a backup quarterback? I mean, you know, uh, and, and I know that sounds weird to say because Sellers has taken, what, seven snaps, and K.J. set all sorts of records. But, uh, you know, trust me, passing game-wise, run game-wise, uh, it just it would have been tough for him to win that job. I think, I think I'm intrigued by him maybe going to UCF. Right, I, playing for Gus Malzahn. I, I think I think that would that would 
that would cause some problems in the Big 12. But uh, so that was it with him, and uh, there was just kind of like not not a whole lot to develop with that, other than that initial interest. And and I understand that because there's a bunch of Arkansas former Arkansas coaches on the staff at Carolina. With Sellers also skill set, and if he matches that skill set on the field, not only do you have your guy, but you've got a future with that guy, right? I mean, Jefferson would be a plug-in because it didn't work out, right? And and mm-hmm. they're better sitting there with what they've got is the point I think you're making. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, some people think they're – they're similar and the same guy. I don't think that. I, I other than they're both big kids that that have running ability. Um, Sellers is better passer. He reads the field better, even at a young age. Uh, short game, much more polished, uh, faster in a straight line, more elusive, uh, all that good stuff. So yeah, it's a. Uh, and people may think I'm crazy, Bill, by saying this. I probably shouldn't have even said it, but uh, that that's kind of the way I see it. And. Frankly, that's the way the South Carolina coaches see it as well. J.C. Sherbert with us. Anything else they're pursuing in the portal? Any needs? Oh, yeah. They still need receivers pretty pretty bad. Um, I think that uh, the McGowan kids could end up going to Boston College, uh, I think. Uh, and then that's the NIL situation from what I'm told. I know he kind of uh, barked back about that the, uh, publicly the other day. Um and, uh, you know, they signed a couple of good high school guys in Bennett and then Gatling, the former A&M commit. But they need some dudes. Uh, they need some more guys that can catch the ball, especially with Juice Wells leaving like he did. Um, you know, probably two or three more of those guys. If they could find a good corner, they'd take him. Other than that, they're set. Uh, and if they could find another good edge, defensive end, defensive line help, I think they'd take that. But other than that, they're pretty much done. They're they're a program that's usually pretty wide open and open-minded to just about anything. Uh, They don't ever shut it down, so to speak. Uh, So you never know what will pop up. But I think as of now, you know, you got the running back situation taken care of and all that. Now, I do think one more thing because the projected starting offensive tackle got in the portal yesterday. I do think if they found a tackle that could help them, a veteran, uh, they'd probably be interested there too. A week ago, we touched on this Juice Wells may come back. You pretty much refuted it, and we know he's settled on Ole Miss. Did that come close, or was that more smoke than real fire? I think it kind of came from the Ole Miss end of things, to be honest, because, you know, talking to some – and maybe Juice said it to some people, I don't know, but – you know, being kind of uh, knowing on the back end what was going on, uh, you know, I was told straight up on Friday, uh, and that was after it kind of got now that he definitely was going to go to Ole Miss, you know, that it was never going to happen. Um, I think with that situation, sometimes you get into these things and there's too much water under the bridge, so to speak, um, and I think that's what happened here. So, um, you know, it, it, I think uh, – we're going to have situations like this in college football where you look at a guy and go, my goodness, how do you walk away like that and, you know, transfer to an opponent and all this other stuff. But uh, I think part of it's just kind of the newness of all of it and the shock because we haven't had to deal with that necessarily in this game yet. Uh, but sooner or later, we'll get used to it. I mean, this is not the first time this happens. I'm not going to be the last time this happens to 
to anybody in the country, not just South Carolina. I mean, Jermaine Burton was that guy. You know, he wins the national championship. I kind of visualized him getting in the car, heading back to California. He stops in Tuscaloosa and says, hey, I'm coming here. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, yeah. so it's actually happened like that before. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the reaction to it from fans is over the top at this point just because I think it's so new and nobody's used to it. Through the years, we develop patterns in recruiting and how fans react. And one pattern I think I noticed back many, many years ago was fans seem to lament the big losses more than they get euphoric and maintain it over the big wins, meaning in recruiting players. It seems to really get them, if you've done well the entire time and on that last day, a big crushing blow hits like uh, K.J. Bolden. Right or or mm. Travis Hunter. I'm just pointing Florida State. Florida State had a good class, rank number nine. But I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. But here's another note that we're starting to develop, JC. And you just touched on it in the beginning here when we were talking. Fans have now decided that the portal hall is more important than maybe your recruiting class, but it's also more important than the guys you actually keep. Which isn't true, necessarily. Mm. I, I think it's the same thing as, as the offseason in the NFL, which, um, frankly, I mean, they've spaced it out, you know. Right. Uh, and and, and college, the college football fan is at his, most, or his or her most emotional right after rivalry weekend. And it's either happy or sad. <laughs> and it takes you till Christmas to get over things sometimes. <laughs> And now you have an avalanche of change. We haven't even gotten to assistant coaching changes yet. Have you noticed that? I know. There's no, there's no staff movement right now. Uh, and, and there's this avalanche of change that starts happening. So I, I, think, I think, you know, if you're an NFL fan, you love the draft. You're excited about the draft. But that free agency period is when you really kind of go, wow, you know, we got this guy, this guy, this guy. And nobody pays attention to the guy you re-sign. The re-signing goes, oh, yeah, well, we keep it in. Good job. Glad we didn't lose him, but the, you get a big, big time dude out of free agency. It's like Super Bowl, you know. Right. And so I think that's the mindset. Plus, you know, as good of a job as we do as a recruiting industry of informing fans and, and rating these guys, it still only bats about six hundred. So you still never know. I think there's a fear of guys getting in the portal that, that's irrational. So oh, we're going to sign him, and he's going to leave. That's irrational sometimes. Uh, and the portal guys coming from other schools that are you know, productive and things like that, that's easier to latch on to. I mean, and I think that's the same reason college baseball recruiting, Bill, I sat on your show talking about it. You probably talk more college baseball recruiting this year than you ever have. Correct. That's because of the portal because fans don't know, you know, Johnny whatever from so-and-so high school, but they know this kid that played for Vandy last year and hit 300. Right. And then they want him. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different elements to it, but uh, you're absolutely right. I got a drinking game idea. Nobody's – I'm the first person who's ever thought about this in the world. You ready, JC? It's not – It's not you watching a game and the announcer keeps using some word. And every time he says the word, you got to take a shot. No, no, no. That's too easy. Here's the drinking game. Here's the drinking game for anybody in this audience. Take your favorite team. Don't care who it is, who your team is. Go to the uh, one of the sites and pull up a random year – 
your recruiting class. Start at the top. Every time you get to a name that did not produce, take a drink. You won't make it five minutes. <laughs> you won't make it three yeah. minutes. Seriously, do I mean, that. Take any I, year, JC. Any, just pick 19, uh, uh, 2017. Just do it now, folks. You won't make it to the end of this show. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look at Georgia's outgoing portal class. There's three five-stars in there. I mean, it's like <laughs> and a bunch of fours. I mean, you're like, and they're not going to miss a beat, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, so it's, uh, it is interesting, some of the uh, – you know, some of the, the reaction and overreaction. And the thing that gets me, too, is the team rankings now because there's so many good players out there. You know, you, you may sign the 19th-ranked class, and it's probably one of your better classes, you know, than maybe how it used to be. And I, right. I don't know whether that's because we're, you know, we're giving more four-stars or, or whatnot. But, uh, you know, like South Carolina, eight out of their 16 guys are playing in postseason all-star games. That's never, ever happened. The most they've ever had is four. Eight out of half the class. Oh, but we're only 19th and ninth in the SEC. Like, okay, well, you know, okay, it's a smaller class. So what, you know? But that's uh, that's kind of how people people look at it these days. By the way, I want to be on record. I'm not suggesting somebody try that drinking game. That'd be dangerous. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah. don't do that. That's not good for you. JC, see you next week. Uh, Merry Christmas, sir. Oh, yeah, thanks, Bill. Merry Christmas. See you. There he is. J.C. Sherbert, Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Wrapping up a couple of earlier wrecks we had out here, including that one at Ashland City Highway at Briley Parkway. Still lots of radar out here this morning. You're going to see more and more of that over the next few days. It's moving right now, I-40, over here at coming past Donaldson Pike as that traffic continues to build in from Wilson County towards Nashville, especially coming through Hermitage right now. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering during the holiday season. you got to try some of their pies and cakes. They are delicious. Online, check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and the station. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain better life. 
This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everyone loves Nashville right now. It's the perfect family getaway, but it isn't just known for its food, bright lights, and music. It's also known for football. The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl is coming to Nissan Stadium on December 30th. Come see Auburn versus Maryland right here in Music City. The music, the food, the fun. Spend your weekend in Nashville. It's your family's perfect start to the new year. Tickets are available now at MusicCityBowl.com and on SeatGeek. Brought to you by Tennessee Lottery. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong steroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Get into the Bill King show. Um, shit, man, I just lost my train of thought. All right, dude, here's a couple of phones. Three, two, call 615-844-5600. You know what made me think about that drinking game idea? I was looking to see which class Tommy Trimble was in from last hour at Notre Dame out of Norcross, Georgia. And as was pointed out earlier, the son of Greg Trimble played at Georgia DB. And Tommy was a very willing physical player at Notre Dame. I mean, no no, no doubting, no, no questioning that at all. Anyways... I pulled up the class of 18. I happened to kid it right. That's where he was. And I was just going through Notre Dame's list that year. And this is not a Notre Dame moment, meaning I'm just pulling this out and bashing them. I'm just saying, take any random year. Your team, whichever team you love, pull up that year's signees, go down through there, and you will be astonished how many did not work out. I'm talking about teams that win. You'll be astonished at the number. And every time you get to one that did not hit, did not live up to whatever that expectation was, take a shot. I I don't really want you to do that because you would be you would make it you wouldn't make it to uh, the top of the hour here on the show. Here's Notre Dame. Class 18. Again, Brian Kelly's winning 10 games a year through here. And a couple times playing for a national championship in the playoffs. Player at the top here, Jason Adaminola. Pretty good player. Can't take a shot there. Shane Simon was a linebacker that got out of New Jersey. You've got to take a shot. That guy was not a player. And he had all kinds of ability. He was ranked a top 50 player. Not at all. Jack Lamb, out of California, linebacker, got to take another shot. Phil Jerkovic, I think by now you have to take a shot. 
Kevin Austin. Got to take a shot. Houston Griffith. Got to take a shot. Braden Lindsey. You got to take a shot. Derek Allen. Big time safety out of Marietta DB. Ended up transferring. Not at all what we thought. Got to take a shot. Jarrett Patterson. No. Can't take a shot there. Noah Boykin. Corner out of D.C. Take a shot. Tariq Bracey. I'll say neutral. I'll stay neutral there. John Dirksen. Out of Ohio. Offensive tackle. Take a shot. Tommy Trimble. No. That one's good. Luke Jones. Tackle out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Take a shot. Lawrence Keyes. Wide receiver. I say take a shot. Bo Bauer. Eh, I'll, I'll... Okay. George Tactics, the tight end they got who transferred. I'll stay neutral. Joe Wilkins, corner. Jamie on Franklin, defensive tackle. Take a shot. Justin Adamanola. That's the uh, that's the brother there. Um, good player. Yeah, good player. Cole Mabry from here. Played at Brentwood. Just, again, go, go just grab your team. Pick a year, and you will be astonished at how bad it is or, or how many did not produce. And, again, that, that stretch of Notre Dame, Brian Kelly had long since turned that program around. Joe says, Bill, thoughts on the Florida State trustee meeting today? I think it's Friday, isn't it? I think it's Friday, and it's to discuss the future. I don't know. Here's here's what I'm interested in this very much, but I don't know until I hear specificity on the exit strategy, I'm not sure what to think. Are they going to come out and say, because everybody who's looked at these contracts say they are ironclad. There is no escape. It's worse than Alcatraz. You can't get out. Are they just going to come out and say, we don't care what the number is and what the level of difficulty is. We're going to fight this or we're going to litigate it, and we don't care what it costs. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. I am interested in this meeting. I'm interested in what publicly we learn from the meeting very much. But I struggle with the exit strategy. Help me with that. I don't blame you for wanting out. I'm good with that. I like that. I'm I'm wanting you to find a better league. I totally agree with this, but I want to know, give me the game plan. I need to know what's the exit game plan. That's what I need to know. And that's, to date, that's been very, very unclear. Jeff, too, said, Bill, look at Alabama's class of 17. Now this, yeah, Alex Leatherwood, can't take a shot. Nigel Harris, LeBron Ray, Tua, 
Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Dylan Moses. I think you take a shot there. Jerry Judy, uh, no shot. Jedrick Wills, no shot there. Christopher Allen. I mean, there's a few, but at the top, it's ridiculous. At the top, it's crazy good. On down, Brian Robinson, good running back. Maybe not an Alabama feature guy, per se, but a good running back out of Tuscaloosa. Mac Jones is in there. Can't take a shot. <laughs> but there's a, there's you keep going down that list, there's a lot of guys that didn't do much. Even by Alabama's incredible lofty example there. All right, we'll get a break. Uh, just take take fake water shots. Don't do anything like Jaeger. That'd be dangerous. Good morning. Wrapping up a couple of earlier wrecks we had out here, including that one at Ashland City Highway at Briley Parkway. Still lots of radar out here this morning. You're going to see more and more of that over the next few days. It's moving right now, I-40, over here at coming past Donaldson Pike as that traffic continues to build in from Wilson County towards Nashville, especially coming through Hermitage right now. Prince's Hot Chicken is catering during the holiday season. you got to try some of their pies and cakes. They are delicious. Online, check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You look at Vanderbilt and, you know, during my time there, and I was there seven years, but the reality was we went to a couple of bowl games, and I think Vandy's been to seven bowl games in the school history, okay? Uh, We beat Tennessee three years in a row, and that's never been done. We beat Georgia. 
Okay, uh, at Georgia, and I don't know the last time Bandy's done that. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. King is the king of college football, and his sample size is large. Just ask him. Something I would suggest, but just do it. Do it with fake. You know how they tell you if you're not good in the stock market, if you've never done it, do it with play money. Don't do it with real money. Just paper trade. Yeah, fake, fake like you're taking a shot. Don't really do it. That'd be, that'd be dangerous. I want you back for the after the holidays. But that would be a game. It would be way more dangerous than any game about some announcer on TV every time he says. Like like Gus every time uh, Marvin Harrison does Maserati, Marvin, you know, and I like Gus, but that that got old like the second time he said it. Yeah, pick a random recruiting class, your team. Every time you get to a name in that class that year that did not reach whatever the expectation would be, and every player's different, so make sure you take that into account. Take a shot. See what happens. Jim Buck, too, here in the 615, he's a Georgia fan. Bill, I just played the game with the 18 Georgia class, and I'm already stinking drunk. Kevin in Mule Town, who brought some moonshine to commitments. People were very impressed. Slow down, Bill. I got a refill. <sighs> I never thought of that before until I started going down through there trying to find Tommy Tremble. What year that was. I'm trying to remember. Tommy Myrtle Beach, Bill. Now that the audience is drunk, I would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. God bless and go Buckeyes. Everybody's pretty saucy right now. Everybody's gotten into the sauce. Topwater Assassin says, Bill, Dabo said that Sammy Brown came to a camp when he was 10, lost his backpack. His mom filmed Dabo making him do up-downs to get it back. <laughs> Jeff, too, Bill, that class of 17 Won two natties. He goes, here's some revisionist history, but it can be said it was Saban's worst coaching job with this group considering how excellent we know that group is now. They had, and now just think about that receiving recruiting hole for the class of 17 for Alabama. They signed Smitty, who won the Heisman, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy. That's one class. All of them are WR1s. Dominant. Dominant feature players. Now, obviously, Ruggs has run into some horrible problems. But just as players, I don't know you can bring a group in. And the Buckeyes have signed some ridiculous groups, too. That would be the other one, right? I don't think you can bring it in better, Alabama could play another hundred years 
of football. And that's the biggest brand and the most natties and all that in history. And not have a class with three receivers simultaneously that good. Supposedly, Nick didn't even want Smitty. He was too small. Now, this is well before signing. And supposedly, they're at a camp. Saban asks Sergeant Carter, Jimmy Pruitt, and say what you want about Pruitt. Pruitt's a brilliant talent evaluator, also a brilliant defensive coordinator. Regardless of your jokes about McDonald's bags and the catastrophe, which was Tennessee, he is a brilliant football mind. Might not be a head coach for you, but a brilliant football mind. And apparently Pruitt, Saban respected him so much, Pruitt was able to say, Nick, I don't care what you think about this kid if he weighs 158 pounds and what you think about you know his, his overall physical presence, we're taking this kid. This kid is a take. You're going to take my word for this. And apparently Nick said, okay. Uh, how many people can do that to Nick Saban? Very few, if any. Nick ain't taking your word for bleep. That's the story on Smitty. Apparently, Nicky didn't even want him, at least initially. I'm sure he warmed up to him around the end of that national championship game his freshman year. I'm sure everything felt pretty good about that point. Yeah, because Smitty is not physically would not impress you at all. He's not Marvin Harrison Jr. walking in the room. I think back then at that camp they said he weighed 156 pounds or something. I don't I don't know what, but and he's not even though he's he's not big in stature, he's also not real thick. He's just a dude, man. It doesn't really matter. He's just a player. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Tennessee insurance dog, Bill, some dog, five stars that didn't pan out. Jasper Sinks, Marquise Mudcat Elmore, Darrell Robinson, Juco. That's going to happen to everybody. I bet you, because they signed more, I bet you Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Southern Cal, recruiting ranking school probably have more five-star busts than anybody else because historically they probably signed more than anybody else. Florida State's got a long list. Once we got to the lost decade of many huge name recruits that did not pan out. Yeah, if you want to play a drinking game, Florida State, pick some year like 06, 07, 05. Every time you get to a dude that did not produce, take a little swig. Yeah, just don't just don't go boating today if you got a boat down there in the water. That wouldn't be smart. See you Tuesday, y'all. Merry Christmas. Lodgepaw.